Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, this is Dr. Doreen Downing. I'm host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. I'm a psychologist, and that makes me get really curious about people's journey, how they came to know who they are, their voice, and sometimes it's a challenge. And usually, and you'll find if you're listening to other episodes on this podcast, life for most people is a challenge. How do you know who you truly are? And then how do you and where do you get support for speaking up? I get to speak today with Basami Kumar. Hello. Hi, Doreen. Thank you so much for having me here today. Yes. I'd like to say a little bit about you because uh, it'd be great to have people understand and know what contributions you've made so far. Okay? Yeah. Good. Basavi is the outspoken host of the Say It Out Loud podcast, upcoming author of the Say It Out Loud book, and self-expression coach and actor. As a first-generation Indian immigrant, Basavi made her parents proud by going to Columbia University to receive her, you put it in parentheses, second master's in social work. Through her Say It Out Loud group experience, one-to-one mentorship, and communication training, Vasavi helps her clients be more comfortable, confident, and in control during media interviews, telepresentations, and interpersonal communication so they can show up confidently. I have to take a big breath. I just feel so close to you. I felt almost like I read my bio, although my podcast is totally different. I was so happy to be on your Say It Out Loud podcast. And I think your your voice is something that feels to me so authentic. And I'm really glad to have you here today. It's really hard for me to not be authentic. My entire body has a visceral reaction and I, I can feel it. I, you know, have I ever lied in my life? Absolutely. And when I think about how disingenuous I have been with myself and how how many times I have betrayed my own voice, uh, I think because I've worked a lot on now really connecting with my body, being dishonest with myself and with others, is just kind of, it's just, I just can't do it. I mean, I can, right? We all can. If we, if we wanted to, we can, but I, I can't look at myself in the mirror and be okay with my own inauthenticity anymore. So this is just the the price I pay, I guess, which is sometimes you piss people off by being yourself and you know, in those rare occasions you'll you'll find people that are just so grateful that you're just you yeah. because you give themselves permission to be themselves. Yeah. Yeah, already we're off and running because I feel like what you said about this kind of visceral reaction and you talked about looking in the mirror and i think that what you're saying is you don't even have to look at the mirror if you carry around a certain kind of a internal awareness of yourself you know the body's your body's reaction to what feels lined up with you and what doesn't feel lined up 
Absolutely. Like I think in the in the past, I, you know, growing up in an Indian immigrant household as a first generation and never quite feeling like, you know, I didn't belong at home. I was too Americanized at home. And, you know, and, and at school, I felt too Indian because I grew up in an all white, all white town. So I never really felt like I belonged anywhere. So I learned, Doreen, from a very young age, what to say, how to say it in order to fit in. I know exactly what I need to say to not rock the boat, to keep the peace, to keep everyone smiling, to keep everyone close, but just far enough to never come and hurt me, right? But i that's not the kind of life that I'm committed to, right? The life I'm committed to is one of closeness and intimacy and authenticity, but I have to learn to be honest and close and intimate with myself first. And part of that process was asking myself, where are you not being honest with yourself, Vasavi? Like I had to be honest, whether that was my business the way I was running my business, whether it was certain friendships that just felt very one-sided and heavy, whether it was in romantic relationships, which you and I talked about on my podcast, you know, just really um, where am I not being self-expressed in my own life, right? And from there, really committing to or recommitting to being a person who says what she means and means what she says. Mm, beautiful. Already again, it feels like this. Uh, and I just heard you pronounce your name, Vasavi. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I was saying it was Savi. Vasavi. Yeah. All right. I, Isn't that so much prettier? That's yes. <laughs> it it you're right. It's music. It's music. Yeah. And and in a way, just talking about music and of what's inside of us is music. And that's what we're learning to listen to is the kind of uh, resonance that's deeper within us that is what we're you and I are talking about today, truth. But I want to go back just to give people because you've already referred to being the kind of person where in your home you couldn't be fully yourself and out in the world you couldn't be fully yourself either anything more about growing up but just before we move on about how you learn to ask those important questions but first like give us a little more flavor about growing up in your family growing up in my home so my <laughs> my experience of what my childhood was like has changed a lot over the years. At first, it was very much of, um, I kind of had this fantasy of what I grew up like, and it was an illusion. I wanted to believe that everything was hunky-dory because I don't think I really wanted to feel the pain of what it felt like growing up in my home. You know, my both my parents are very hard workers. They're immigrants. And uh, my house was not the kind of house that I would call stable. It was, you know, we had all our basic needs met, right? Like money was never something that we struggled with. Uh, my parents are, you know, two very hardworking, like I said, cardiologist, CPA, you know, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, a home where it was like unsafe in terms of like, there was no physical abuse. No one was addicted to anything, but it was emotionally unsafe. My home was emotionally unsafe. I don't think we talk about that enough. I think we think like, oh, well, I had a roof over my head and I had food in the fridge and no one was hitting me. I mean, I got hit all the time, but you know, it was emotionally unsafe. There was no room for my big emotions. Mm. And I don't even want to label them as big because they weren't big. They're just emotions, right? And I just had a way of expressing them in a way that maybe felt too big for the adults taking care of me, my mother and father. So, you know, I've been in a plenty of therapy in my life. It's probably why I even became a therapist too, because I, I knew the power of saying it out loud and talking to a therapist. But, you know, being in therapy from the age of 12, I realized that how I felt and what I experienced growing up was not crazy. I was not crazy for feeling the way that I felt. And actually, I was very validated and valid in, in, in how I felt. 
Um, and I was justified in feeling the way I felt unheard and unseen and often like I was a burden for mm -hmm. everyone around me. Mm -hmm. um, how it's changed now is I focus less on what my mother and father could have done differently and all that. I don't, it's water under the bridge. Mm -hmm. I have no control over what my mother and father could have done, should have done. I had to mourn the loss of what I wish it could have been. Oh, right? I like that phrase, what mm -hmm. you just said. Mourn, mourn the loss of how of how it could have been. Could have been, yes, which is different than saying, uh, you know, it should have been. It yeah. could have been, but it wasn't. And I hear you coming into some kind of reality. It was what it was. Yeah, and so I could still feel some sadness and loss around what it could have been. Wow. Yeah, when I realized, like you know, for. For me, the hallmark of becoming an adult, and I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like I've only become an adult at the age of 40. It's taken me 40 years to become an adult. And what, and and, and I, I'm not diminishing all the other ways in which I'm very emotionally mature. I'm not, I'm not undermining myself, but my biggest like delusion or illusion that I had to shatter was, was this, that, wow, I actually was a very sad child growing up. And I actually was very pained by a lot of the th things that were said to me and how I felt. And for me to truly grow up, I had to mourn the loss of how it could have been and start looking at reality. By the way, this has helped me in my romantic life. This has helped me in my business. Um, oftentimes, I've stayed in relationships way longer than I should have because yes. I'm still, we, we've <laughs> talked about this. I've had to, I've held on to the fantasy of what could have been. But, you know, the hardest pill for me to swallow is, you know, what I wish it could have been, and it's not. And so from there, then I get to tend to that part of myself, that inner child and say, listen, we're going to create a beautiful life. Like, it's okay. It's okay that we didn't have that, but come with me. We're going to create a beautiful life moving forward. Oh, I, boy, uh, you just really sent chills down, down my back. Cause it just, it's so lovely what you just said about joining yourself and moving forward into possibility, into love and into beauty. And it's up to us uh, to be able to what find coaches, find therapists, find resources and podcasts like yours. I just really want to make sure people find you again and again and again, because I mean, already today you can hear people can hear your learning comes into what you're talking about. And that's, uh, it, it feels like you're such an advocate for voice, people finding their voice. I just want people to feel free on the inside and not feel so scared to just say how they feel. And even deeper than that, I want you to know that the pain that you will experience when you mourn the loss of what could have been, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty devastating right? It's like, it is devastating. It is devastating to have to feel that. It's a feeling of devastation. Like, man, I, you know, because you can't get that time back. You cannot, mm -hmm. but it's worse to keep living in that illusion and that fantasy. It's worse, in my opinion. I would rather shatter the fantasy and start anew and start fresh than to keep living this pattern of illusion and what could have been and what should have been and what might have been. Mm -hmm. It's 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 just energy that's completely misdirected, you know? 
what I get from you too is that there are layers like the reality of some of what you've already talked about. And then you just referred to some pain and having to not be more fully expressed and accepted in your, your first, your, your first environment where we're supposed to be applauded and where we grow. Uh, but then on top of that, the layer where you go out into the world and you put on a certain kind of, and you mentioned uh, relationships, business, and there you go out into the world, kind of covering up the, you know, the insecurity inside and the pain inside. And then like, it's like, when do you actually, and this is where I want to go with you now is like, so when did you realize how did you wake up? How did you go? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, there, there, I don't ever think there's just like one moment, but it's like, I actively think about these things. I actively feel into these things. I set an intention to actually look at it. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, one day I decided it was, <laughs> I, I feel like anytime I'm frustrated about anything, it's because I'm not being true to myself and I'm out of alignment. So I dealt, I dealt with some frustration. I mean, I deal with frustration, not all the time anymore, I'm happy to say, but I dealt with a lot of frustration, I would say, in the beginning of this year, 2022, and um, right after I turned 40, and I turned 40 in May. And um, I just, there were things in my life and in my business and in my romantic life that I was just like very frustrated by, right? So I would, I spent some time to actually reflect on what is the thinking what is the thinking and the thought process that I have around this situation? And is this thought process bringing me suffering or is it bringing me joy and expansion? So if I'm frustrated, the first thing that I do is look at, well, how am I thinking about this? Because my thinking is bringing me suffering right now. The way that I'm thinking about whatever this situation is, is bringing me struggle and suffering. And I don't want struggle and suffer. I've struggled and suffered enough in my life all pretty much self-induced, by the way. I've created my own struggling. I've created my own suffering. And that for me is um, very freeing to know that I am the problem and I am the solution. So it wasn't any one specific moment. It was definitely just, I'm acutely aware of how I feel. And when I don't feel anything less than amazing, if I don't, if I feel anything less than amazing, I know that I'm out of alignment. Okay. I think that's what you're saying now. You know that. But in terms of our listeners, it's like they don't yet have a place of knowing that they're amazing. They don't have a sense of connecting with their voice yet. So give a little guidance. So what I would say is just start paying attention to where in your life you feel angst, where in your life, like do, okay, I love this. Do an attention audit, look at and do an energy audit. Look at every facet of your life and just pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Pay attention to where your energy is going and ask yourself, is this the best use of my attention? Is this the best use of my energy? You got to, you got to, like the first step is to acknowledge that how things are going up until this point or how things are is just not working for you anymore. Because so many of us have become so used to the pain because the pain feels so familiar. The up and the down, the inconsistency, the back and the forth, the stop and the start has become a way of life for so many people. You know, if you grew up in a house where you were not consistently celebrated, loved, acknowledged, seen and heard, of course, you're going to be inconsistent with yourself. So you're just recreating what you saw growing up. You're inconsistent with yourself. So just start noticing where you're 
you're putting your your energy and your attention? Where are you being inconsistent? What are the things that you're constantly like, man, if only I, or I wish that I, or uh, I should, like it's time to start doing those things, right? It's the things that you could like, perfect example, Doreen, for the past three years, I've been a little lazy. Okay. I've been, I've been kind of in my funk and I, you know, my, my, the area of my life that I've been the most inconsistent with recently, you know, has been like my body movement, right? It's been breaking a sweat every day. It's been to go work out and to feel strong. And just, you know, a month ago, I got into a car accident um, back in July where I almost died. I, I, I didn't tell you this, obviously I didn't speak to you, but I almost like ran into a wall. It was a whole thing. And I made it home alive. I was able to drive home. And I said to myself, God wanted me to be alive. Uh, That for me was like, I've never been in a situation like that. And I said, God wanted me to be alive. And I said, you know what? This body has been with me for 40 years without a scratch. I've never had a broken bone, nothing, nothing. And I said, this is a sign. This is a wake up call, Vasavi. And so I started working out every day, seven days a week. Look at these biceps. Every (laughs) single day I'm working out so consistent. Being consistent with myself has made me feel so good. And it's like next level confidence for me, right? I love your message. Yeah. Consistent, be consistent, be consistent with yourself, with yourself, like be the mom that you always wanted, be the dad that you always wanted for a lot of my female friends who are out there because they want the stability of a man. And they're like, I just want like a strong man. You be the strong man for yourself first, (laughs) be the person that you want in your life. And then you start attracting people at the level and frequency at which you're vibing, you know? So for me, I always tell people, I tell my audience, I'm telling your audience, you don't have to wait to almost die to make a change in your life, right? I feel like this was like the like I was purging this part of myself where, you know, I I got it, I almost died in this car accident and I said, "No, never again. We are never taking our life for granted." And from there on out, I've been I've been consistent. But you don't have to wait till it gets so bad for you to decide that you're worth living. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for it to get that bad. It can you can just decide because you wake up one day and you're like, "You know what?" I don't know the last time I woke up excited about life. I'm done. I want to live a life that I'm jazzed up about. You don't have to hit your proverbial rock bottom. You really don't. I mean, some people choose to do it that way. That's how I've typically made changes in my life. I'm, I'm just admitting that out loud. You know, I, you know, when I, when I went to rehab twice for cocaine addiction, it got really bad. It got really bad. I mean, it it wasn't one day a week that I was using. I was using five to six days a week cocaine. I, it got really bad before I decided maybe I need some help. And what I'm here to tell everybody is you don't have to wait to have it be that bad. You are worth changing for and loving and valuing right now. Yes, I love it right now, right now. Yeah, and yeah. let's let's talk about voice and this vo- when you're talking about what you dream about and the and what you're drawn to and the inside that is so magnificent, you know, as opposed to the angst and you have to go through angst to reach. It sounds like the, this magnificence within, how do you, how do we help people go? Yes. To the magnificence. I mean, I think you got to start paying attention to what you're saying to yourself about yourself. Here's the thing. Uh Do you you feel magnificent about who you are? And if the answer (laughs) is no, then like really start to pay attention. Here's my favorite way of doing it. Stand in front of the mirror, take off all your clothes. I'm not kidding. Stand in front of the mirror, completely butt naked and scan your body from top to bottom, bottom to top, and pay attention to every thought, what you're saying to yourself about every part of your body. 
Oh, I love my hair. Oh, I wish my eyebrows were a little bit closer together. Oh, I have such a double chin. Oh, my shoulders look nice. Oh, my boobs are so saggy. Oh, look at my lower belly. Just look at how inconsistent you are, even with your love with yourself. Yes. You like your you like your hair, but you hate your stomach, but you love your shoulders, but you hate your cheek, your 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 cheeks. Like, do you notice like why you're so up and down in your own life? Because you're not even consistent with yourself. You're not consistent, like your love for yourself is not consistent. And it's evident by the way you talk to yourself. Yeah, I get it. You're saying love, and that that's what I'm getting at the voice of love, the sound of love, the feel of love, the sense of love that people are so alienated from. And what I'm getting from you is take a look first, take, take a look first and see what you are uh, paying attention to in terms of, is it negative? And it, what you're talking about, and I, yeah, I know it's all about being positive, but I like what you're saying. It's beyond just be fine, positive. It's like finding something really deeply um, beautiful that comes from love within within you. Yes. And I want people to stop being so ashamed of admitting that they hate themselves. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're not willing to look at the, how mean you are to yourself, you're never going to have love for yourself. Oh, You've got to see where you're swimming in self-hatred, right? Because self Self-love is easy to practice when you're feeling yourself and your hair is done and you're feeling prim and slim and all these things that the media tells us is, is you know, we, we, you know, how, what, what attractive is or acceptable is, but it's like the real work begins with when you hate yourself, can you extend yourself some love? Yes. Uh-huh. I, I like that message. The real work begins. And you also talked about the real work is in um, being able to grieve what could have been. And, but it's what I like both about what you're saying is there's the past. Yes. And you've got to feel it. It isn't just now is different than then it, because the past is always with you. It's just, can we bring more of ourselves so that there's like an expanded sense of self and yeah, a little bit of history that still rattles around in us but going forward, we have, we're living into possibility. That's what I'm getting from you today. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great conversation. I think that you got to be really honest with yourself about where you're not being kind to you, because, you know, let's just say you've been tolerating behavior and treatment from people that you know, you don't deserve, then ask yourself, where are you treating yourself that way? Because which part of you still believes that you deserve to be treated that way? Well, you still treat yourself that way. Clearly, if you're accepting it from others, you still there's still a part of you that treats yourself that way, which is why you're putting up with it with other people. Right. Well, but you know, I think there is so much focus. There's so much focus on what other people think, and oh, my family's like this, and this person's like this, and it's like you know what, Doreen. Oftentimes, the most toxic, the most toxic person in our life is ourselves, and the fact that we listen to those voices in our head. You know, it's not our mom. It's not our dad. It's not our siblings. People are just people. Other people, you are other people. If you are me and I am you, then all the voices around every uh, around you that you're like, I'm a, I don't like what how other people are. You are other people because you've now internalized their voices and they've become a part of you. So you are other people now. So instead of focusing on what other people are saying or what other people are thinking, focus on the voices in your head, because that's the most toxic one that you have to battle every day. Uh-huh. And then once you do that, it feels like we could listen to the voice in our heart and in our soul. 
Yes, absolutely. I love that. I that's a great that's a great yeah segue into getting into your heart. I love that. Yes. Well, we're almost out of time, and I just want to make sure. I mean, we could just keep on dancing like we are in these thoughts and these uh, messages. I'd like to make sure that people know how to find you. Absolutely. They can go to my Instagram at my name is Vasavi. I also have a, a free mini course. It's called Say It Out Loud, the mini course. And just go to vasavikumar.com forward slash mini course for that. Mm. That's my free gift. Yeah. yeah. Free gift. Thank you. Thank you, Vasavi. Final words. Oh, okay. Um, I think that I want to say allow yourself to be okay with not being the person that you used to be. Allow yourself to grow. And if people can't handle it, that's okay. You have you and that's all that matters. So allow yourself to grow. Give yourself permission to grow. To grow. Yeah. Yeah. Grow and go. Grow. For real though. Yeah. Grow <laughs> and go. Get the heck out of there. I love that. Mic drop. Yeah. That was great, Doreen. <laughs> Oh boy. Again, I knew this was going to be fun with you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm so, so happy that we get to share our conversation with the world. Thank you so much, Vasavi. Thank you, Doreen. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person Doreen interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.